time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Phil. Hi, I'm Mark. And welcome to Organise Fun, the board game podcast, where this week we've been playing peep mats or little songbirds. But as usual, business first. So I did a poll on Twitter. Basically, Twitter user Board Game Chatterbox posted a picture. She was playing Wonderland's War and she commented that she put Alice in Wonderland, the movie on in the background. And I was like, oh, can you can you focus on a board game while you've got a movie on in the background? <laughs> so I did a poll about like background music, like stuff in the background while you play. What are your thoughts on this? Well, no, I would like background. Well, it depends, doesn't it? I mean, like watching a film is a, a whole lot of other concentration to just some background music whereas you know what's that zombie game last night on earth comes with a cd of background music doesn't it yes which is sort yeah, of yeah. create the atmosphere yeah great i think that kind of thing but having something else going on that's very distracting that isn't yes. actually part of the ambiance of the evening no, i think you'd is find a yourself getting distracted and watching the telly wouldn't you well yeah exactly yeah anyway so i just put yes no or other for music so yes got 76%, no got 17%, and other got 7%. So some comments, so Board Game Chatterbox herself said, always music at a minimum, but if it's a game based on a film, then the film goes on. Oh, okay, that's different. And, and when she picks the music, she searches the board game, like just types the board game name into Spotify and the playlist comes up, which is interesting. Because we years ago, we spoke about that website, didn't we, that was for board game music and you type in the name. But I guess you could just do it on Spotify, do it like that. Yeah. I'm I bet loads of people put their own playlists together for stuff. Yeah, like this is perfect for this game and whatnot, etc. Chris Barrows says it heavily depends on the game, which understandable. If you've got a long, complicated, lots to think about strategic monster of a game, you want to be as focused as possible, right? Well, or if it's something like if you're talking a lot, if there's a lot of dialogue, it could be distracting. But something like, you know, Arkham Horror, for example, if you're playing like a long game of that or Talisman or something, to have, I think, the sort of ambient noise, you know, you could have sort of like like da, 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 like like yeah, yeah, yeah. the tension sort of thing as you play that would be cool true and Riley just says I usually don't but that's because I'm so excited to play the games that I forget <laughs> <laughs> so there you go those are people's thoughts on background music well so that, for example oh, yeah. this game that we're playing we could have had you know that sort of AMSR forest bird song playing we in the background have. you know yes definitely definitely some little tweeting birds going on Please make sure you need your fun quota. So this week we've played Peep Mats, Little Songbirds. It's my turn to read the box, so I shall. It's a busy morning at the bird feeder. Blackbirds, finches and sparrows compete for that perfect spot on the perch to gather the choice seeds. But be aware of crows and squirrels, their mischief can spoil your plans. It's a card game for the whole family. For two to four players, takes... What's that squiggle? Does that mean roughly 30 minutes? Less? It doesn't mean less than 30 minutes. Squiggle 30. Roughly um, 30 I'm, minutes. Well, it looks like minus, doesn't it? But I think 30 and up. Minimum 30. Yeah, but then it would be 30 plus wouldn't it oh yeah i don't know whatever squiggle it takes squiggle 30 and it's for ages 10 plus there you go so basically the outline is you've got your bird feeder with some little perches and your bird feeder is stacked high with seeds of various points values and you have birds in your hand and you have to play your birds on the perches of the bird feeder in order to get the best seeds etc now the main way this works each bird has a number 
number between one and six. And so there's, there'll be a bird closest to the bird feeder and all the other birds are sort of patiently waiting behind, aren't they? As we've all seen real birds do, just queuing, <laughs> queuing love for life. <laughs> and so you play birds and if the combined total of the birds on the ground is higher than the bird at the perch, then they sort of displace that bird and you you win some seeds, you win some points by you know displacing current birds with the birds you've just played, basically. Now, there's a strategic element there because there's four seed cards piled up on the bird feeder and the difference between the bird at the perch and the birds on the ground denotes which of those cards you take. So if there's a difference of one, you take the first card, difference of two, the second card, etc, etc. So you could, if you were thinking strategically, you could play a bird to specifically get the difference in points that you needed to get the higher value seeds, depending on where they were in the stack. Did you do that? No, but I think playing again, I could get into that and be a bit more strategic with it. I can see how this is could be a really good strategy game. Yes, me too. But I, I also didn't. I just, well, we'll talk about our overall strategy. It's one of these games again, isn't it? We have them quite a few where we're just, we're just mooching along, playing by the rules. But as you go, you're like, actually, I could be choosing specifically which cards I'm playing on purpose to, to get the best effect rather than just sort of chancing it as uh, I was during this. So you play your birds, etc. Female bullfinch number five is going to go on the left. I'm going to play, so male bullfinch number five mm-hmm. on the left. Okay. So that's a difference of four. So I get the top seed card. I think this lady bullfinch on the right has been eating for far too long. <laughs> Who can come along and push her off? Male yellow hammer number two is going on the left. So it's four, five, six. So it's only a difference of one. So yeah. I take the bottom seed. Eggs number three. Yeah. And I take me chaffinch as well. Mrs. Sparrow number one is just going on the right, but she's not doing anything. She's just queuing up very patiently for her seed. I think these sparrows on the le- on the left have been very, very greedy. So Mrs. Chaffinch is going to swoop down. <laughs> greedy number six chaffinch. Those pissy little two-strength sparrows are not going to get yeah. any food, I think. Finally, Mrs. Sparrow number two gets some food. Once seeds get taken off the pile, you know, they get restocked. But there are these bad cards, as mentioned on the box, these squirrels and these crows that can cause mischief. Now, if you draw one just while you're replenishing the bird feeder, it just sort of sits there at the side, not really doing anything. But if you get a difference of five or more, you take the top card of the deck blind. And that's when you can end up getting one of these squirrels and crows causing some shenanigans. We didn't actually get none. We weren't affected by squirrels and crows at all, were we, in this game? Mm. But do you want to just give us a rundown of what the squirrels and the crows do? Well, they, they're supposed to scare off the birds from the feeder. So I think if you get a crow, if you have to take a crow, then you have to take away one of your birds that you've got in your in your reserve that you have collected. So I think you it scares birds away, basically. Uh, what does squirrel, the squirrel do? Because we didn't... Squirrel steals the seeds before the and birds... And the squirrel takes the seeds away, so you don't get the points for that. So, so basically, yeah, if you get a crow or a squirrel... <laughs> Said a seal, fucking seal turns up at your bed. <laughs> you have done something wrong. If you get a crow, a cr- oh my god! If you get a crow or a squirrel, you're going to lose something that's going to score you points, aren't you? Yes. So I've got to be careful now, but I want to avoid having a difference of two because that means I'll have to take that crow. 
The only other sort of part of the mechanic is that it's possible to create a chain of scoring more than once in a round. So if you you play a card, a bird, on the ground, and that total is bigger than the one at the perch, then you take that, you take some seeds, you get some points, and the next bird moves to the perch. But if the ones on the ground are still stronger than that new bird at the perch, you do the whole thing again. You take a bird, you get some seeds. So again, that would be a strategic... You could say, right, if I play this card, I know I'm going to get a chain because the birds on the ground will still be stronger than uh, whatever. Da, 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 da. And I wonder, because we, quite a few times, we chained two in a row. Mm. You could, with the right card, right? Get a chain of three, maybe? Could you? Four? I don't know. Well, we did the, t- on the two-player game, you take a suit out, don't you? A set of birds out. Yeah, so we binned off the blackbirds because they're just boring. With more players, I imagine that would expand even more with a whole mm. nother set of birds plus more players. How many players was it again? Up to four players. Yeah. You could get a good chain going. I think that's the idea of it to get a longer chain. Yeah, because we were just playing and not really strategicing. We were just quickly just adding up as quick as possible. We didn't yeah. get that chain very going up very much, but I think you could. Yeah. Yeah. So we're saying as well, with four players, there's an extra perch on the bird feeder so you can get three lines of birds queuing nicely. <laughs> Sign up today for your local phone patrol. So after you do that, you just keep going until the seed deck runs out and then you move on to the scoring phase and there's three different things that you can get points for first of all pairs of birds so there's male birds and there's female birds something that caused mark immense difficulty oh i got the cross (laughs) thing and the arrow thing symbol mixed up all the time and it was confusing they're just it's the gender symbols but you're right the gender symbols don't they're not intuitive are they really unless you absolutely know what they are they don't Mm. you wouldn't look at one not all the other and be like ah yes this means male anyway so if you manage to get a male and a female of the same bird of the same number that's worth points then you get points for who has the most of each bird so if you had the most sparrows you get sparrow points and if mark had the most chaffinges he gets chaffinge points whatever and then you get points for how many seeds your birds managed to eat off the bird table now in my head when we started playing i was obviously you know okay right seeds equal points so fine but i was not paying attention to oh i've already got male number three so i need to try and somehow get female number three into my collection or i'm gonna only go for sparrows because that's going to get me big points do you know what i mean i just wasn't thinking of those elements when i played yeah if i had read ahead on that in the book and was aware of that it was only when you started being like right we're counting this up we're counting this up i was like oh yeah i would have absolutely paid attention when we were playing and again another strategy thing to be like right i need to get that that's the bird that i need so then i need to put this down to make sure that i get it so it adds a pair to my yeah. pile. Yeah, I should have done that. And I wasn't keeping an eye on what was how many birds of each species I was getting. Um, it is a bit in the all the luck in the draw, really, of what you're drawn. But yeah, because even though I mean, like the shuffling, etc., we didn't have any green finches. Is that a bird? The green, they were green, green bird. Oh yeah. Well, they just like, not shuffled in properly at all. They were just they just weren't. They just didn't the appear. I didn't in even realise that. There's <laughs> just sparrows everywhere. It just seemed. Yeah, literal oh, sparrows yeah. everywhere. Sparrows. What the fuck is a sparrow? <laughs> As you can see, listener. As you can hear, my my bird knowledge is <laughs> gross. Well, I was getting confused because why? I'm not sure why. Obviously, this is it's called Little Songbirds, and it's got the German name, and it's made by a German company, possibly. So you've got on the actual cards the sort of English names of the birds, and at the top the German names of them as well. It's very confusing, especially when I mean, obviously, you can't help what different words are in 
German, but one of them that wasn't a bullfinch, but the German word was like Burgfinch or whatever. Yeah, so chaffinch is like... chaffinch, but then in German it's Butchfink. And I kept seeing that and thinking it was bullfinch. Whereas, are there even bullfinches in this set? No, there's not. So... Yeah, there is bullfinches. <laughs> yeah, they look like bullfinches to me. And Goldhammer, or Goldhammer at the top, German, is actually Yellowhammer in English. So, But there is a Goldhammer bird as well in English. Is there? Very confusing. So yeah, keeping up with the sexes and the names. The yellow ones was bullfinches. A gimple. A gimple is a bullfinch. Oh yeah. And a, a buckfink is a chaffinch. Yeah. Slightly anyway. confusing to keep up. <laughs> so when you're trying to or when you're trying to add up all the points and keep up which birds what and what you're collecting, it can get a bit confusing for people that don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm getting bullfinch and chaffinch mixed up. It's because it says butchfink at the top. Yellow. Yellow bird. <laughs> yeah, I know, but there's gold hammer and yellow hammer. Hold on, hold on. There you go. Well, that's pretty much it. Did you? What was your strategy? How did you go about taking your turns? Well, well, yeah. I just was trying to add up. So you had you saw what was what birds were feeding either side of the feeder, yep. and then who was queuing up there next to them, and then could I add a card that that added those two numbers together to make sure that that bird at the feeder I could grab <laughs> and abduct yeah. and keep. It was just looking at the next two and just seeing if I could just push those points above, but not really looking ahead any further than that. Of if I put this down this turn. It will then, when the turn comes around next time, I can add even more and make a higher number. Yeah. I wasn't really looking that far ahead. I had my hand, I sorted my hand in strength order, so my highest birds were on the top. And then I literally, yeah, did the same. I looked, right, what's my highest, my strongest bird? Will it work on the left perch? If yes, play it. If not, will it work on the right perch? If yes, play it. If not, because if you play a bird and it doesn't change the scoring, doesn't change the, the balance of power at the bird feeder, you don't get any seeds obviously but you choose a bird from your hand to add to your own scoring pile so you could play really strategically couldn't you if you knew right I've got the male number six chaffinch already in my collection and in my hand is the female number six chaffinch you could just play a duffer bird that doesn't change any scores and then play that female six straight into your hand because you knew you would get the points for the pairing later on you could think like that couldn't you but then there's almost so much to consider you'd end up dragging your turn out for ages and ages and ages, wouldn't you? Because you'd consider each card that you had in your hand, which one would it get the most seeds for? Does it match any pairs you already have? Would it change the amount of sparrows or the amount of bullfinches you've got? You could definitely overanalyze it to death and just drag the game out forever, couldn't you? Maybe that's what squiggle 30 means. 30 minutes, unless you're playing with total analysis paralysis people. Well, I think because it says it's like a family game, I think you can play it really simply. I think we played the family game version. But then if you're a bit more into games and the strategy and the I'm going to be ruthless and get my yellow hammer to get your sparrow and I'm going to collect all the and you could you could drag it out and make it a longer strategy game if you wanted to, I think. Yes. But then I think if everyone if everyone was at the same level of strategic thinking, that'd be fine. But if you've got one person that's proper strategic and the others that are just playing, I like the pink bird, then it's going to get very very annoying for them, I think. Without fun, there can be no function. Right. Well, it's on to our newest section of the episode. You may remember from Snowdonia, Mark introduced Creator Profile. I don't like Create. It's a, I think Creator Corner. Let's go to Creator's Corner with Mark. I don't. I've, until you told me, I've completely forgot about that. So it's well, not standard. No, I mean, that's basically all it is, just what happens. In. Mark forgets crucial elements of episodes. Well, you could remind me. 
you should know. You should remember it, especially when it's a feature that you've created. <laughs> well, I don't remember it at all. Anyway, so this game is by Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback. So we've got two people like here. sounds like a German bird name, doesn't it? Pinchback. But they're American designers. This is why I'm a bit confused about why all the sort of Germanness on this game. Hmm. Um, they're American designers and they work together quite a lot and they've worked on a lot of games together. So the first one was called Fleet. Have you heard of Fleet? I have not heard of Fleet. That's a card game. Again, about the same sort of length, 30 minutes, small card game, but that is building a fleet of ships oh. on the ocean and you have to manage your resources for that. So nothing to do with birds. There's no similar theme or anything, but apart from it's a strategy card game again. So that's seemed when I was looking up to be their thing. There's another one, 2014, called Eggs and Empires, which right. again is another small card game, strategy card game. That's collecting dragon eggs. That's a bit of got a fantasy twist on it where you've got these different types of eggs. So you sort of, I mean, you've got bird eggs in this one. Maybe there's an egg theme. <laughs> Maybe he thought, you know, what what else has eggs, dragons, birds? What else can I? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> People, snakes. Yeah. But then going up to 2017, they also worked on a game called Wasteland Express Delivery Service, oh. which, is a, which isn't a card game. It's a big full board game with counters and pieces everything huge completely different style of game and that's right. where you're driving for the last delivery service in the world left on earth so all sorts of different things involved in that so what I'm saying is a very eclectic mix from these guys I was you know I was looking up I was thinking maybe they're just all bird themed games maybe they're all um, <laughs> you know that's that yeah. they just but they seem to have gone out and done lots of other different things they've done a lot of games um, they're just some of the highlights so but I don't understand as I say I don't understand this sort of German connection and when I looked up on when I was looking up there's uh, several other games with this title mm. because it's weird again because we were looking because it says distributed in North America 1995 but actually this version this Matt Riddle and Ben Pinchback version is 2018 but looking up 1995 what's it called Pete, Pete Matz Pete Matz there's, wait hang on hang on there's two other games wait are we just being really stupid here right look Why? distributed right 1995 West Country Road is that just the address? Oh. No, like, but then there are other Pete Matt's games from 1995. So there's one which is a very like a child's bird memory game. And there's another one which sounds very similar to this, but it's not It's not a card game. It's about, it's birds at a feeder, which is very, very strange, very sim similar. I'm not saying they ripped it off or anything, but it's birds at a feeder and you have to put out worms and get your birds to go to the top of this tree. But it's a literal like a wooden sort of tree with little wooden counters and you move your birds up so rather than they're moving up on these on this card version they're literally little bird counters moving up on the thing so it's very there are some very similar things out there mm. and I find it quite unusual that it's sort of this family family bird game from these guys whereas all their other stuff seems to be quite more sort of geeky and sci-fi and yeah. a little bit more I'm just wondering so like obviously I don't know how the game creation right you come up with a game design and then you pitch it and see if a company will publish your game, right? Presumably. Mm. So maybe Lookout Spiel, this German game company, were like, hey, we'll make your game, but only if you whack a load of German on it. Yeah, I don't know. Just looking up, right, Matt's. Anyway. Oh, I think, yeah, yeah, the publisher must be German then. Maybe that's why. Yeah, but yeah. The, the designers aren't. The designers aren't. No. So that must Again. be the, that must be why. But, um, I mean, it seems to be quite popular, this this one, this Pete Matt's. I'd never heard of it until you saw it in the shop. I haven't, I haven't 
haven't seen anything else by these guys just looking through that would appeal to me particularly i mean fleets is ships it doesn't really doesn't really appeal it's the same thing but just sort of boats i think those guys just having a look ben they've done the back to the future game from 2016 oh maneuver the delorean through three eras to complete events and save your timeline so it does seem to be very eclectic whereas what's his name snow uh snowdonia guy had very similar yeah. type games he sort of had one theme and has stuck to it but i think these these other guys seem to be they work together on everything but they're very more creative i think mm. with what they come up i think eggs and empires might be interesting Fair um, but yeah a lot of versions of fleet it looks like as well i think there's a dice version of it as well so fleet seems to be their big main thing if anyone's ever played that Fair lots of different versions of that variations of, of fleet so if wow. you like your ships and collecting <laughs> ships thanks all non-compliance will be reported shall we frag uh yeah okay yeah cool fun what do you reckon yeah i mean it's a nice little nature game <laughs> which i like yeah it, it is funny there's actually a bit more to it than i thought there might be i thought it, you might you know it's not as simple as matching the pairs of birds or anything like that and like we said there is quite a lot of strategy involved so yeah. I think oh, do you know what? I'm going to give it four. I went for three. Oh, it was all right. Yeah, I just thought there was quite a lot of maths counting, working out the difference. If the difference is this, then do that. And if the difference is that, then do that. And checking the numbers and matching the web. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, which I thought bogged it down. You know what I was saying earlier about just like it could get gummed up quite a lot, couldn't it? I think that's quite fun though, because then you do have to think a bit. Yeah, I suppose. Well, I'm still going for three. Mm, okay. Replayability. Again, I'm going to say four because there are lots of different, especially if you. Play with different numbers of people and you have different aims i mean yeah maybe that could be something that's added in where you have a card and it's like a, an extra sort of bonus thing where it's like you have to get all of the yellow hammers or something and then you're concentrating on trying to get that aim within yeah. or something like that but it's still fun as it is anyway you could just do that for yourself and it would i think you could play this a lot and it would be different every time so four i went for three again i think i mean yeah it's nice and simple and it would be different every time in the sense of the birds that you got were different, etc. But the gameplay itself, the things that you're doing, the way it works wouldn't change that much. I don't think. You're still just playing a bird at one of the bird perches. Well, see. again, it is only it's not a full evening. Let's have a pipe mats evening, peep mats evening. No. It's another quick half an hour thing. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Bearing that in mind. Yeah, aesthetic. Oh, the bird pictures are really nice. They're really realistically drawn lovely illustrations i think maybe it's a there's a and there's sort of a nice pattern around the cards and you've got the number but i i don't think it needs the english the german version and what is that it's what do you call it scientific version oh, yeah, uh, the name Latin. of the bird on there as well yeah. so i don't know if it needs all of that but they still look really nice i don't know all these cards it's the same kind of colour as what's it 11s is and I'm sure there's quite a few games that have it's just sort of like creamy beigey creamy colour. yeah beigey yeah it's beigey with some with colour on it isn't it but they're really nicely done they're not over silly cartoony ones um, no the birds do look very accurate you know like they're yeah yeah I'm going to say five. Oh, I went for you're four. going to say something really harsh no I went for oh, four oh are you going to complain about the crow being the wrong, the wrong way round wow there is that <laughs> I'd forgotten about that until you mentioned it okay well, on the design of the cards I agree with everything you said it's you know they're not overly cluttered but there is quite a lot of 
you know, just the German name and the English name and the Latin name, the gender symbols, but the colours, right. So some of the birds, the colours are obviously designed. So the blackbird is the grey suit. The green finch is the green suit. That's good, isn't it? And the gold hammer, yellow hammer, is sort of gold. And the bullfinch is yellow, but why? And the sparrow is bright pink, but why? Do you know what I mean? Like some of the colour choices make sense. Some of the colour choices do not make sense at all. I think the yellow and the gold are too similar. Like just make... because no, like, I okay. they, 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 I think you could tell them apart. Well, yeah, but I mean, the yellow hammer should be yellow. So make the bullfinch something completely different, a completely different colour to set it completely apart. So that's my minor gripe with the colouring. But you're right. So the seeds that you pile up on the bird feeder are landscape oriented. Fine. But then you, if you draw these bad cards, these crows and these squirrels, you stack them next to, you pair them with it. So, you know, you might have a crow in slot one and then a squirrel in slot two, etc. So that if you ever have to take a card and there isn't a seed there, you end up taking the corresponding crow or squirrel or whatever. But the crows and the squirrels are portrait oriented. So they don't fit. If you put a crow next to slot one, it ends up going into slot two as well because it's double the length. That's a simple thing that you could have just had them both the same orientation so they fit together nicely. That is a basic error and that's why only a four. But the pictures are very pretty. The patterns on the cards are very, you know, it's they're nice. They're like suits of cards. Yeah, just a few minor gripes for me. Gameplay. <laughs> well, yeah, initially I thought, oh, this is a bit more complicated than I thought. But once you get into it, as always, now we've played that through once. If I played it again, really simple to pick up, really easy to explain to somebody else as well, I think, of how to play it. I think you could easily... Yeah, it's just easy to follow. It is. But, you know, like you said, there is a sort of adding up and subtraction and working that out, but it's not too bad. You need something like that. So four again. You know, nothing very positive on this game. The turn mechanic was basically play a card, take some points if you change the balance of the thing and then redraw cards, basically, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But it is a squiggly 30 time thing, so it can't be too complicated. No, that's true. Absolutely. Well, that gives it a frag of 15 and a half. 15.5 perfectly respectable i think it's not as smooth sort of as like ecosystem or as fungi you know it's not it's a little bit more gammy than that but nothing too incredibly bad yeah was it a win or not then peep mats i'm gonna say it was a win all right <laughs> that makes it 92.35. Coming up to 100. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, that was Peep Mats. Peep Mats. I keep saying Pipe Mats, sorry. Well, I put it into Google Translate and Google Translate said Peep Mats. Peep so Mats. That's what I'm going for. Any Germans want to correct us or berate us, get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, I've been Phil. I've been Mark. And remember, non relinquum in Arca Perculo. You can find us on Facebook at Organized Fun Pod. You can find us on Twitter at Fun Organized. Thanks for listening. Bye, Ludophiles. Bye. Bye. Now's the time when we stop. Good night. Good night.